Hello and welcome to the BTF podcast. That is the Back to Football podcast, the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. Now, you are probably listening to this on Spotify or iTunes, but you may also be on YouTube or perhaps you're even picking up uh, a clip of this on TikTok. Um, who knows? Uh, and I think there I've just about remembered the intro because we haven't done a show for so long um, that I, I wasn't sure what the tagline for the show necessarily was um, anymore. I've got a trio um, in the virtual studio today. Um, I am one of uh, said trio. I'm also joined by Mr. John Aldinio repping a yellow Chelsea shirt, probably circa, what, 99 or something like that? Or what's yeah, the I think so. what's the auto glass? Yeah, auto glass repair. Auto glass yeah, replace. How are you doing over there in the US of A? Pretty good. Um so it's funny, in, in America the tagline the auto glass is slightly different, but it's the same like theme, like same logo. So mm. it's um what's safe line repair, uh, safe line replace. So same same logo, same like um catchphrase of everything it's weird it's so weird yeah that's like um uh what one of the what's the delivery company that snoop dog does the advert for just uh, eat just eat yeah that's called something different in australia it's called yeah like, um ah uh, it's a mad name as well yeah you're gonna have to look it up menu log or something like that and it yeah. has it's called menu log and it has snoop dog still like sings a song um about it but it's obviously completely different to the um did some but did somebody say just eat um it's like did somebody just say menu log <laughs> which doesn't work um quite as well and it's scandalous really that they would change branding like that but i guess if a company's already been set up um you can't change it and chances are probably whoever the parent company of just eat is they probably just bought menu log and just eat and then mm. they just brand them to be the same um but yeah Anyway, we will introduce our third member of the uh, <laughs> podcast. Uh, better late uh, than never, we have Mr. Greg Hollands. Greg, thank TMR. you for having me. Yeah, thank you for having me. I've just noticed this shirt is really creased. I do apologise. Oh, for it's that. all right. I've had to change shirts about three times. It's so hot in London at the moment. It's it nice, is. but it's, yeah. it's hot. It's like twenty-nine degrees tomorrow. It's twenty-eight mm. degrees today. Yeah, um, we are having very much an Indian summer. Um, and uh, I don't know whether either of you are. I, I know Greg, you're not really too much of a cricket fan, but Dino, you follow cricket at all? No. So obviously, in England are playing um, India at the moment. I, I, to be honest, don't really follow cricket all that much. But um, England just lost, I think, the fourth test um, to India today um, at the Oval, which is not too far um, from Greg and I here in London. Um, but I, do you know what? I quite like. Um, because I'm not too much of a cricket fan, so I'm not, um, you know, if England lose at cricket, I don't really care either way. And I actually really like seeing India beat England uh, in cricket. I think just after, like, you know, in India's medal medal tally um, at the Olympics and stuff like that, like where they're way down the table in terms of mm -hmm. gold, um, it's amazing to then see an Indian team turn up and, and blitz what's a very, very good England team as well. So, um, yeah, I don't think we see India com competing at the top level in, in enough sports and um, their cricket team is, is something else at the moment. So, uh, yeah, very much enjoy uh, seeing an, an underdog or an underappreciated um, nation, I think, um, killing it on the global stage is, is very cool to see. Um, but, yeah, I have um, a game... Um, to play um, with you guys. I don't know. I've seen this going around on um, on TikTok um, quite a lot. So basically you get like, it's like, have you ever played the post-it game where you like stick a post-it note on your forehead and it's got a oh, name on yeah. it? Mm -hmm. so it's basically that, but you have to get it within 30 <clears throat> seconds and it's going to be sport related. Okay. Um, so what I'll do um, is... We'll go with Greg first, and Dino, if you check your phone, and Greg, don't check your phone. Okay. Um, I will send you a name, um, and and then Greg's going to have... And I is there only yes or no? Yeah, it's only yes or no, and I think we're going to okay. give you 40, um, 40 seconds to get it. So 
Okay. Yeah, don't check your phone, Greg, or your uh, Apple Watch because the, na- the name is going to be on there. Okay. And Dino, have you seen the name now? Yeah. No. <clears throat> Can you see it on your phone? Maybe. Yes. No. Warming up. I'm going to smash this. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. it. Says I'm typing. All right. It's in the. Um, I just created a group chat. It's in a group chat one. And this is any sport, is it? Any sportsman or woman uh, throughout yeah. history? Okay, interesting. All right, Dino, I'm going to send it directly to you then. Okay. Um. All right. I mean, it's not. It's not too essential for for Dino to know. For some reason, it's not. It's not wanting to send through. Got it. Got it. Oh, yeah, I've just right. seen it come up on my WhatsApp. Fuck's on sake, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry, I had WhatsApp. All right, open. Dino. Let's just someone else. Someone else. I'll I'll, I'll do it. And um, <laughs> and uh, all right. So it's not going to be that one. Um, and I won't tell you, Greg, um, who it is. And I'll, right, I'll close it. WhatsApp web. Yeah, I'll close yeah, it all yeah, down. The I one thing you needed to do. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Okay, so I won't tell actually I can I can message it directly to Dino. It doesn't matter about that. Okay. Um so, so you're doing that via Zoom, are you? No, what, I'll send it to him on, on WhatsApp. Okay. There we go. So it's through on WhatsApp to you, Dino. Okay. Right. Straight to you. Okay, who's timing? Uh and I've got a timer on my phone. Alright, so three, two, one, go. Is it a man? Yes. Is it a footballer? No. Is it a tennis player? No. Uh, is the sport played in the Olympics? Yes. <laughs> Fucking narrows it down. Uh, British? Y- yes. Um, over 30? Yes. Is it um, athlete athletics? No. Um, swimmer? No. Uh, Jesus, man. Uh, cricket? No. <laughs> Uh, right, okay, so is he uh, <laughs> is he currently playing his sport? No. So retired. Right, that's time. Um, I'll give you a little bit more time if you want to try and get to the bottom of this one. Yeah, he's retired. Okay, is the sport played with a ball? No. Okay, not with a ball, not an athlete, not athletics, not swimmer. Um, rowing? No. Oh man, this is gonna be this is difficult. I can't really categorize all the sports. Uh, okay, right. So, is it a, a, a martial art? Is it a combat sport? Yes, it's a combat sport. Okay, boxing. Yes. Anthony Joshua. No. Okay. He's oh, retired. retired. Yeah. Okay, but not British. British. Yeah, he said. Yeah. British. Oh, is it British? Okay. Um, retired boxers. Yeah, I think you should know him. He wasn't ideally meant for you. You were meant to have Saido Mane. <laughs> <for> you. <laughs> um, okay, I'm were they... Lie. I don't know who it is because I haven't got the message. Oh, so Dino, <laughs> you can join in at this point then. Yeah, Dino, hit with a few questions. We'll tag team this. Is so it is Lennox it... Lewis? Yeah, it's Lennox Lewis, yeah. Okay. Oh, right, okay. That's the only other person I can think of. <laughs> That's the only right. other person I can think of. So, so we can do one for Dino now. Um, and then you two can think of one for me. Um, I will send you, Greg, the Mm. name of someone and tell me when you get this. For some reason, WhatsApp's being a bit um, bit slow. All right, you got that. Okay, so let me get the 40 seconds up on the clock. I think if someone gets one of these within 40 seconds, it'd be pretty good because that time went so quickly. Yeah. Uh, So Dino, three, two, one, go. Am I a male? Yes. Uh, do I play football? Yes. Um, Premiership? Yes. Uh, top uh, top four team? Like classic no. top four? Oh, classic top four maybe. Mm, what does that mean? You're going to have to be like, specific. United, United? No. No. Uh, Chelsea? No. no. Um, Liverpool? No. no. Arsenal? Yes. Arsenal uh, striker? No. Defender. Yes. Uh, Tony Adams. No. Sol Campbell. No. Uh, centre back. No. Full back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lauren. Time. You got close. Um, no, <laughs> not Lauren. Two decades oh. off, I think. Yeah, come mo- come modern, like yeah. currently oh, playing. Modern. 
Oh, Bellerin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was way back in the day. Yeah, I don't know why you decided on old old school. Like you never. <laughs> All right, fair play. All right, so you you kind of you you got there just about, um, but okay. not within the time. So yeah, so now we need Greg and Dino. You need to text. Okay, I've sort got one. one out between you. Okay, and then you. Mark. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Go with that one, Dino. Yeah. That one, yeah. Do you want me yeah, to yeah. do? Okay, cool. Do you want me to do a timer? Uh, I'll do the timer. Right. Dino, you answer the question. So we've got 40 seconds. 40 seconds going from three, two, one, go. Am I male? Yes. Uh, footballer? Yes. Yes. Uh, Premier League? Yes. Well, no, not no. anymore. Uh, no. So Serie A? No. no. La Liga? Yep. Currently playing in La Liga? Yes. Yep. Luis Suarez? No. Uh, Barcelona? No. Gareth Bale. Yes. Yeah. Hey. We're 20, 20 <laughs> seconds left. <laughs> Let's go. Nice. <laughs> I like this game. I, I could play. I, I want to do. Let's do one more round of it. I'm going to. I got so stitched up with a retired boxer <laughs> I've heard of about three I know, times. Mate, you, you might have gotten Saido Mane if you didn't check. <laughs> I thought AJ was too obvious because that would be like the first boxer that you think of. Yeah, yeah. And then I was the thinking, only boxer like, I think of. I was getting yeah, like Eddie how Hearn. Far, <laughs> how far back could I go? Um, Dino, do you have one that we could do for Greg, or do you want me to um, to crack one yeah, more out? I, I, I'll send you one now if you okay. get through. All right. Give me like an obscure Albanian <laughs> long jump from the nineteen sixties. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like. Um, have you sent it through? Yeah. Alright, I'm just waiting on it coming through. It's definitely like a, a miss. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Maybe you sent it in the... Okay, yeah, I've got it, got it. Yeah. Alright, Greg, make sure you don't check anything. No. Um, no. Okay, so I'll get the 40 seconds up. <clears throat> right. And you can play along at home, obviously. Uh, so three, two, one, go. Okay, male? Yes. Yeah. Footballer? No. Yeah. Uh, combat sport? No. Mm -hmm. Is it at the Olympics? No. No. Golf. No. No. Um, right. Okay. What isn't at the Olympics? Uh, fuck. Everything's at the Olympics. What isn't at the Olympics? Paul, a uh, snooker player. No. Ronnie <laughs> Sullivan. Ronnie O'Sullivan. No, that's quality. Um. What sport? Is, uh, they're all at the Olympics. How's that make any sense? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> is this All really right, dead time, obvious? Time. Okay, um, right, hang on. What sport isn't at the Olympics, but isn't... Is it... How do we... What do we... T what What can we say that it's not too obvious? That's the thing. Um, so, is it like darts? No, it's, it's a gl very global sport. Yeah, that's probably what I was going to say. A very global sport, so anyone can play it. It's transferable. Uh, cricket. Oh, I wouldn't say it's necessarily anyone can play it or it's like that, but like it's okay. it competes all over the world. Compete all over the world <clears throat> uh, in a single a, season. A single season. Yes. Uh, oh, oh, uh, F one. Yes. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton. Yep. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because I'd have been fucked otherwise if it wasn't Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. The one in the blue car. Yeah. Um, so he's gonna give you someone like Michael Schumacher, but yeah, he's got a documentary coming out, I think, so yeah. on, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah that's really class. Um, sure. so Greg, do you want to pick one for Dino or sh do you want me to? Uh, yeah, I'll get one. You got one, all right, ping it to me, and then uh, I'll get the timer up. I'm not looking, yeah, you're good. Um, right, just waiting for that to come through. Oh, nice one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, right, so timer. Oh, I'll sort the timer. You answer the questions. I okay, think. perfect. Yeah, say go. Okay, three, two, one, go. Um, male or am I male? Yes. Okay. Um, in a team sport. Yes. Um, football. No. no. Rugby. No. Uh, cricket. No. Ooh. Team sport. Mm. What? Am I in the Olympics? Yeah, yeah, it is played at the Olympics, yeah. It is, okay. Um, it's not baseball, is it? No. 
Okay, didn't think so. Uh, I have a mind blank. Jeez. Um, am I English? Time's no. up. Yeah, time's up. Nah, you're not English. Think your side of the pond, sports. US, oh, basketball. Yeah. Right. MJ. No. no. LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard because, yeah, there are some sports that you just, yeah, don't instantly come to mind. It's hard to categorize all of them, but whittle them down quick enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, I if you say, you need... are they Olympics? It's like, oh, brilliant. That's like every yeah. sport apart from one. I think you need two. to like have practice at it to then know the sports that you can reel off straight away. But yeah, yeah if you two sort out one more and we'll do last one for me and then... Um, one for Dan. And one then we'll Dan. crack on. Um, you can go obscure if you need. Oh, yeah, I got one. I got one. All right. It's about to be a stitch up, yeah. <laughs> what do you think of that cool. one? Cool. Yeah? yeah? Okay, right. So, three, two, one, go. Okay, am I male? Yes. Uh, UK sport? Yep. Yeah. Am I English? Yes. Um, am I a footballer? No. <laughs> Rugby player? No. Uh, athletics? No. Am I played it? Played it at the Olympics? No. Stick with football. Sorry, with I kind of tripped you up. What? So he's a is a footballer. Um, am I retired? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Um, <laughs> Bobby Moore. So close. Uh, Jeff Hurst. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what? Gordon Banks? No. Uh, was, I, is I he, in, is he in the um, 1966 World Cup team? Um, no. It, management. Alf Ramsey? No. no. Bobby Robson? Yeah. Uh, Bobby... Yes. Yeah, Bobby Robson. Bobby Robson, yeah. Nice. Damn it. You Sorry. Threw, was, threw me retired? off with all of those. Like, those it are the retired, worst yeah. answers in the world. Very much. <laughs> is he a footballer? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I knew that as, as soon as I said that, you'd think any other sport, but it's difficult, isn't it? To... Okay, right. No. Nice. That's a fun game. Yeah. <laughs> We're brilliant at it. Okay. That was probably... All right, nice one. Probably... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try and clip some of those up. Um, and put them on TikTok. <laughs> so if you're here via TikTok, um, that was that. Subscribe, yeah, subscribe, subscribe. and um, on to the rest of the show. Um, so yeah, like we say, we haven't done a podcast um, since we reckon since England played Scotland at the Euro. So I think before we go on to the transfer window stuff, um, I guess two months on or whatever is a pretty good time to sort of debrief from the euros and and i think i'll quickly go first and say i found the euros like was a very exhausting experience um and by the time it finished and we lost in that final and it just felt like a very dark night and there was all the shit that went on at wembley with all the fans and the um people breaking into the stadium and and just the booing of the anthems and just everything kind of ended and on a very sour note i thought um and for that reason i'm not overly interested in this international break that we're currently in because I, I still feel like i need a bit of a break from international football it just felt very crushing the way that it all kind of ended even though it was quite obvious that maybe it was going to go that way um but yeah i'd be interested to know um particularly your thoughts greg um on on yeah the end of that euros and how it's sort of panned out in the end yeah it i mean everyone will have known that i was very very anti-southgate and um so for me it was a very i, I flip-flopped a lot during uh the euros because what well, you're in the heat at the moment you know what i mean it's that kind of thing and I think it's exactly what you're saying about the international break. Currently, you can't escape the fact that the football we don't, the football we play, isn't particularly attractive, and it wasn't brilliant. And that final sort of highlighted the almost inexperience of these players. Yes, of course they've won things with their clubs and then this, but as a group together and as Southgate as a manager, you know that final you can dissect. We won't get into it now, I suppose, but you can dissect moments there that he got wrong or we got wrong. 
the the positive way of looking at that is that we have Qatar in now mm -hmm. only what 16 months away something like that and yeah. these group of players they seem <clears throat> to have got stronger with each other they seem to have really bonded with each other and as you say they've gone through these experiences and you know Saka Grealish a lot of these players Rashford Sancho they got a lot of grief after of course um and I think that that has bonded them all together and Southgate looks like he's going nowhere. So it's positive. As you say, we can reflect on it now a few months later. We can take a positive spin on it. Uh, it's just in the moment. It's it, it's hard, man. It's definitely hard, especially given yeah. how we started that game. I mean, I think so my... I, th I think the kind of... the Maybe even the game aside and the Southgate is he good, is he bad argument and all that aside. I just think, and I don't know whether it's as a now thing and in, in two, three, four, ten years' time, whatever, I will look back and think, oh, what a great tournament that was. What a fantastic summer of football that was. Because at the moment, I really don't look back, even though it's in very recent history, I don't look back and think, that was a cracking. Like, I just I loved watching England at that tournament because I really did. I really didn't, and that was always my fear from day one um, or game one when we when we beat um, who did we beat one nil on the on, in the opener? Croatia Croatia. That was always my analysis or my fear is that then they were not memorable games, and I know we mm. had the. Um, we had the Germany game, which was a, which was probably the highlight, and we'll go right. down as the highlight. And then the, the Denmark game to some extent as well. Ukraine, but, nice couple of goals. Yeah, but, but I still just think the way it ended um, has just left a bit of a, a, a sour taste. And and I think it is a it is a um, it is great that we've got just over a year basically until the next tournament. Um, and we, you know, we've got a, a chance to to rewrite some of those wrongs or to to go. I mean, the only thing is going up or improving is is so difficult now because you literally the winning the tournament is the only way that we can improve. And I th I think that is probably it. Reminds me a little bit of of my experience as a Fulham fan over the last five or six years, where going up. It's that Icarus thing. It's flying too close mm. to the sun, and you're going up into the Premier League, and then realizing that actually, like it's 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 just heartbreak at the top, basically, and then you're yeah. coming back down, and it felt a little bit like that reaching the final, and then it was suddenly like, yeah, you you've, you're close to this, but you're not you're not having it this time, um, and I think that as as a Maybe that's just something that football fans sort of just grow to love, that kind of constant rejection pain. and heartbreak <laughs> and pain. Um, but I certainly just think it's, um, yeah, it's a tough pill to swallow uh, year after year. And um, so, yeah, there's a, a little a little part of, like, you know, my love for football, I think, dies every time um, a sort of Icarus moment happens um, in football with, with one of the teams that I support. But... Um, yeah, like I say, the, the World Cup in Qatar, I think, is, is you know, uh, human rights issues aside is, is going to, to be a fantastic tournament. And it's going to be weird to have a tournament played just before Christmas. But, um, Dino, your, your thoughts on, um, on how the Euros went and, and sort of the way that it played out for England? Um, I had a different experience to everybody being in the US. So... Like I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching the final itself, but like before that, everything was like in the house watching it, um, like streaming it, and then it was just like it was cool, it was alright, but then actually going to a a bar and seeing a load of like English fans all together, it brought back that nostalgia of you know mm -hmm. like. Um, um being at school being out in the pub with mates watching the football um it, it brought that back and that i really missed that if i'm being honest um and yeah after like during the game it's, it's you know when Shaw scored it was buzzing like everybody in the pub was mental as you'd expect and then after that as soon as 
as soon as um, Italy equalised and then it went to penalties, nobody was confident. The whole mm. pub went flat. And it was just like, oh man, are we is it are we really gonna go through this again? Is it gonna be the same old story or you know, uh are they gonna break this duck and and win the tournament and then you know it is what it is. One of the worst moments was when um it was like when someone like escapes in a film and then is immediately captured. Um, mm. You have a moment of like, oh, they got away. It was uh, when Pickford saved Jorginho's penalty. And it was like this moment of, oh my God, like yeah. the, this guy's just done the the unthinkable. Although obviously Jan Sommer saved uh, Jorginho penalty, I think yesterday. But um, that that penalty save happened and it was like, oh my days, like we're still mm. in this. And then just immediately Saka obviously uh, yeah. had his effort saved by Donnarumma. And I think, um, yeah, that was, it was just a hard way to end it because it was like this, this quick jolt up and then just a massive crash down just at the end. Like it would have been better to just slowly slope out of it, like, and just miss all of our penalties or, or, if you know, if Jorginho, we expected to lose it on Jorginho's penalty and it would have just been a very smooth, just, okay, we've lost. Whereas it was this jolt up and then a big crash um, with the Saka penalty. So, um, yeah, it's not it's not easy being a football fan, but I guess only one team can, can win any given tournament or league. So, um, yeah, we shouldn't become, I guess, too entitled thinking that, um, that England should or deserve to win any tournament. Um, it's certainly, you know, Italy were deserving winners and a, and a fantastic team, and I think they just set a record. Of, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Of 36 yep. games unbeaten, unbeaten mm. uh, which is a men's international record for any team in history. Which is uh, which proves that you know they are they are worthy European champions. Yeah. And I think there's I, no shame in losing to them. Yeah, I could see them carrying. I could see them carrying on that run all the mm. way up to Qatar as well. Um, well, it helps when you're playing teams like Andorra and San Marino. San Marino, not to get into the yeah, not to get into the nitty gritty of it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so park park the Euros. Um, you know, another three years until the next Euro tournament. Like we said, Qatar next year. Um, the craziest transfer window of recent history i think um just absolute mad moves all over the place messi ronaldo um both moving clubs um obviously psg picked up donnarumma um ramos hakimi ronaldo um a long list of players went there we had people moving around all over europe griezmann going from uh well i think he's on loan back at atleti um, Barcelona just generally in a lot of trouble. Um, poor Aguero obviously transferred there to to fulfil his childhood dream or his, his young player dream of playing with uh, Leo Messi, um, only to be left with uh, Martin Brathwaite and Luke de Jong um, as his uh, strike partners, if he ever gets fit and off of Twitch. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about the Premier League um, and particularly, I guess, the um, Spurs and Chelsea transfer windows in this segment. Um, off the top of the segment here, um, who do you two think had a better transfer window, uh, Chelsea or Spurs? And then we'll discuss. I mean, it's got to be Chelsea, isn't it? But I think it's all relative in terms. We're both we're at this point where we're aiming for different targets. You know, I mean, if Chelsea go on to win the Premier League, they've had a brilliant transfer window. If they fall yeah. short of it, do they? But we're just sort of sitting pretty, I suppose. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, as soon as we signed Lukaku, it was like, uh, have to win the league now. Have to win the league, mm. and then. I don't want to make any excuses, but all of a sudden Ronaldo went to United, and it seems like they're the favourites now. But yeah, who knows? But yeah, it's, I think um, Oli said that they're the favourites, didn't he, this morning? So oh, he actually said that now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, he yeah. said he expects his team to challenge for the league now. Ah, uh, okay. That Ronaldo's there. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, it was a cr- crazy transfer window. Um, 
and getting Lukaku is like he's perfect for our team perfect like that back to goal striker who can hold up the ball who can pick up he can just take his chances like that's the one thing I I would say Tammy couldn't do enough of like he scored some banging goals and I think he's a quality player quality player it's just he didn't um we needed more eight out of ten games nine out of ten games as opposed to like a few goals here and there and not being able to like link up play more um but yeah it's it's amazing it's amazing to have him back um he shows he's shown how much he's loved the club like the little clips from um when he was at Andelect um and he said something yesterday about um he was in a hole at United and then Inter came and took him out of it and he didn't want to leave Inter until he figured out that Chelsea was serious and then with the third bid for like 110 mil euros he said yeah I need to go because it's a team that I love and and I, I respect that I yeah respect that. I mean yeah there's there's a huge value in in having a, a player that's basically supports a club or that wants to play for a club is 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 massive and i think you know united will see some of that hopefully united will see some of that boost in in ronaldo's performance i think um, when he starts playing but you've kind of got a situation now where chelsea you've got lukaku who's 100 million plus spurs in a way have kind of signed or or by keeping kane that's the equivalent of signing a hundred million pound man because mm. you know they were about to play a season without him in the team. So kind of the way that, that panned out is like signing Harry Kane for the mm. at least until January. Um, and then you've got Ronaldo at United. City don't really have that hundred million pound front man, but they've got De Bruyne who's easily a hundred million plus sort of sat sat behind and they've got quite a few players that probably push the 80 90 um mark as well um and then liverpool of course have got salah who you probably would would value at 100 if he is at least if he was to be bought or to go somewhere um and then yeah maybe you know a, a higher flying arsenal would have had a bummy yang um also worth that sort of money but let's let's probably save um boothie and, and john miller's um blushes and and just not even go there with arsenal because that's a whole another podcast um in itself but you certainly got a very good premier league now and every team has those star players um it feels a bit like the nfl or the nba or um, NHL like American sports where you have a franchise name at the top and then just good players around them but every, every team kind of has that now um, and I think because Chelsea before Lukaku was just a very good solid team but you would be like oh who's Chelsea's best player oh it's uh, N'Golo Kante and he's not really like an international name if you don't know football or so, yeah if you don't really like football or know football you wouldn't necessarily like know or care who Kante is um but I feel like Lukaku is one of those big names and I think it 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 puts Chelsea in such a strong position um so yeah I I I certainly think um they're big challenges for the league this year but I still couldn't I can't call it at this point um who's going to win the league um but yes Greg, can uh, can Spurs challenge with with Nuno, manager uh, of the month? Did he win manager of the month or not? He's been nominated, and okay. incredibly, what? Eric Dyer has been nominated. What for uh, player of the month? Player of the month, yeah, Oof. which is incredible. If you need that, I mean, already he deserves manager of the month for Eric Dyer being in that conversation. <laughs> but our transfer window is a really funny one. People are really divided on it, but I think if you break it down properly, it's easy this transfer window to compare it to. Ronaldo to United, Grealish to City, but Grealish but what, to City. We didn't even mention that. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, exactly. That's how mental the season, the uh, transfer window's been. But if you compare it with our goals that we had coming out of the last season, we had a lot of deadwoods on high wages. Kane's future was uncertain. We had one of the oldest squads in the league, and we relied too heavily on Son and Kane for the goals. If you look at what we've achieved, we've got rid of loads of the deadwood. We've only got one player over thirty now. 
we've saved i think it that? was um uh larice okay and if you look at w- uh, the wages that we've i think we're saving like 40 million pounds a year on like the wages that we've got rid of these players so and kane stadium of course so I think as as a transfer window goes, it's been pretty successful for what we want, and I think Paratici has been incredible in that. Uh, the new director of football coming in. Uh, so I think in conclusion, we're going to win the league in twenty twenty six because these players that we brought in, Brian Hill looks like an absolute baller. Gallini, you know, he's still young for a goalkeeper, especially. Um, Emerson Royale is going to be class. We need that at right back. Romero's class, if ever he gets out of the Brazilian prison cell he's currently in. Um, but I think that you need to look at it in perspective of where we were last season, where it could have gone. Because I've said this on the podcast, Tottenham are on a knife's edge at the moment. We could go one way or another very quickly, and it's, it's a long way down. So keeping Kane is huge. Getting rid of those players and having a little bit more of what feels like a direction at the moment feels good. It's the start of a rebuild, but you got to start somewhere. I um I mean yeah I I I agree with the signings have been really good the the new kind of vibe and policy there seems to be quite good as well with recruitment but I on a slightly different note this is all sort of Spurs related I watched um a Gareth Bale highlights real thing earlier like on YouTube it just popped up on my homepage um and it was like I think it's just called like Gareth Bale and his prime was unreal mm. um and honestly like that guy. I think, I mean, just just ridiculous, like unplayable in that in that peak. You know, his first couple of years at Real, his last two years, I think, at Spurs. Um, if you had the conversation of the best ever British player, and you take each player, because obviously the thing is, people go, "Oh well, you know, Bale did he do it for twenty years like Ryan Giggs did, or whatever, or did he was he great over a." great period of time but if you take talent at their absolute peak and no matter like even if that was for like three games or like a season that's probably the easier way to do it, actually you take their best ever season and then you say who was the best ever like who is the best british player of all time i think it probably is gareth mm. bayora he's at least in the top three i think he's and the only other ones i can best think export yeah, easily. So you think he's the sure. best performer overseas? Uh, yeah, I think hundred percent. I mean, he's won them. He scored crucial goals in what two Champions League finals, and they all still yeah. hate him over there. Yeah, I think he's class. I, I it's such a shame that I think that he's been able to hide behind all the Kane debacle, and that we didn't ever really get a proper goodbye from him. Yeah, he never really played. He never <laughs> played in front of a full stadium. You're coming us. at the argument from a very bitter angle. Here. But I am. <laughs> I accept it completely. He didn't say goodbye, so he can't be the best player ever. No, no, I'm uh, agreeing. Uh, no, I think he yeah. is, and I think it's that's it's such a shame because there was talk of when he did sign uh, yeah. that he was. I think there was a a clause in there that he could extend it for a year and then he'd be a free agent mm-hmm. and it's just a, such a shame and the way he talks about Spurs now and uh, towards the end of the season as well it seems like we're a little bit of a therapy session for him rather mm-hmm. than he he knows that we love him and to watch him just play he doesn't even have to be scoring just him playing in a Spurs shirt is incredible and I don't think that that love's reciprocated in the in in truth i think that he needed us for a certain purpose and you know we, he's getting a little bit more game time at real at the moment mm-hmm. i think yeah he's starting uh so it, it is a real shame with how that ended and um and yeah. we didn't really replace him with anyone you know that no. is the only problem i would say about our, to go back to the transfer window we we shored up our defense which is really good but we've, we're still lacking that creativity and you know delhi ali might come good he might there's a, some flickers in there Harry Winks needs to just go. He just needs to release himself. He needs to talk to Serge Aurier and see how he released himself from his own contract and do that. Uh, Ndombele can't be asked. You know, that is a problem that we have and we, we need that. And I don't know. I, I am a little bit bitter that Bale left without saying anything. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think... Um... I guess he got pretty lucky with, with Ancelotti coming in and... and, mm. and... Yeah. Zidane thinking leaving. yeah Zidane was his, his ultimate enemy um yeah. he's certainly nowhere near the player he was but he scored a he scored a hat trick for um 
for Wales yesterday yeah. against Belarus, uh, a game played right. in, in neutral venue. Um, so you know, and regardless of it's, it's Gareth Bale. I mean, it, it you know you got Stephen Bergwijn on the right. No defenders going. Oh, we need to be on him. Yeah, Gareth Bale's coming at you like oh, and then it frees up a bit of space for Son. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even in that dynamic, he's he's useful to us. Yeah. Who are the other players, Dino, that that you might consider in the greatest at their peak British player of all time? I think Rooney's in that conversation. Rooney. Yeah, Rooney's um, Shearer, yeah. But like you would probably I feel like Bale was a lot closer to what a typical like you know, if you think of the list of players that people talk about all the time as the best players ever, your Messi, Pele, Ronaldo, Maradona, mm. um Cruyff. Like I feel like Bale was closer to them. Bale's Bale's the the English player that's gotten closest to that kind of level of like majesty. Um whereas I feel like someone like Shearer is not in that conversation for me. Like brilliant goal scorer, powerful mm. player, brilliant header of the ball, could volley the ball of that stuff, but he's not majestic. You wouldn't you'd never say oh Alan Shearer was majestic. Um whereas I feel like Bale for a couple of years was just like on another level. I think Suarez for me, well, he's obviously not not English, but um, mm. Suarez is at that level where it's just like they're unplayable. They're on a different, yeah. they're on a different everything to like most of the players in the league. So um, yeah, I don't think there's too many. I think Rooney within my lifetime was there. Beckham certainly was never majestic, just a very, very solid player, good technical player. But you know his 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 best games he just ran his heart out you know the best yeah. the best it was like you know that Greece game at Old Trafford that got us to the um qualified for the World Cup wasn't it when he scored the free kick at the end I think yeah. he ran like 12k 14k that game but it's not the same Zidane majestic I just think Bale there's not many names and I know that I'm discounting I, I probably George Best is probably the the main contender I would think because best was very much considered as that kind of majestic level player. Um, but yeah, maybe we need Tom and Neil and, and, and Johnny Mills and that to, to weigh in on this conversation. And, and it's one that we can bring up on another pod, but um, I just think Bale like was unreal, <laughs> absolutely unreal. And, yeah. we, and it's so hard, like when players get old and I think that's why Zidane did the right thing at retiring in 2006 when he was more or less still an absolute baller and he mm. was still dominating games. And he's lucky in some ways that his position sort of allowed him to to dictate games from the middle at 35 or whatever he was in, in 2006. But retiring at the top is just a dream. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you can retire as, a, as, as the best player in a World Cup, then, you know, that's such a solid legacy. And I, and I think... You know, I wonder if Messi, if Argentina were to win the World Cup in Qatar, the funny thing is, no one can really retire after the World Cup because they still got to play out the the football season after. Yeah, but, um, you know, I do wonder if if Messi or Ronaldo um, were they to win the World Cup with either of their nations, would uh, would just park it and just go out as yeah. as well. I think champion. I think Messi would. I think Messi came out with an uh, interview a couple of days ago, didn't he, saying that Ronaldo is the best player in the world because at 36, he's still doing this. Mm. And he said, like, I I, I'm not, I, he said, I'm not going to be doing that. So <laughs> I think, and he's like 34, isn't he? So I'm like, bro, yeah. that's not, not a yeah. lot of time. <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, Ronaldo, I'm very excited to see Ronaldo in the Premier League, because everyone, everyone's always, you know, said that like he, he left the Premier League at quite a young age, and he was never physically tested against Premier in a Premier League season after the age of whatever, like twenty five, or must have been about twenty five when he left United, something like that. Maybe, yeah. I think it was nine years ago, so maybe he's a bit older, twenty six. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, him coming back to the Premier League in the still ridiculous condition that he's in physically mm. is going to be very interesting to see how he gets on. 
um i do wonder how teams will treat him in the premier league as well because he's on such a pedestal like if if you're yeah. i don't know i'm the ones that come to mind is like ben me james tarkowski um just name some premier league defenders livermento at, at so any any defender of a certain age is going to think this guy is an absolute like god God on a football Mm. pitch so how how do you how do you motivate yourself to and i'm sure there's just a switch probably in a lot of footballers heads where they can just turn it on and 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 for that 90 minutes that's that's not a that's not a um idol that's not a great greatest player of all time it's not the goat just another player on the pitch and i've got to get in there i've got to try and get in their head but um yeah there'll be so many teams you have the older professionals who would you know help with that yeah be focused and and not shy away with challenges and make sure that you're on point do you know what i mean yeah it's going to be very it's going to be very very interesting though like wherever united every game united play not that it isn't already but it's going to be sold out um Every fan is going to be waiting to see Ronaldo. Like we're seeing Ronaldo, we're seeing potentially the best player of all time, one of the best players of all time. That atmosphere, that change. I just think it changes the dynamic quite a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so excited about it. We got. I think the first. Um, I think he should be playing this week, right? You go, Dino. It's it's very interesting what you're saying about this because. I don't know if you saw Messi's first game for PSG when he came on, and it w- it was away at Reims, Reims, Reims. Yeah, Reims. Um, and the whole stadium was cheering for him. Yep. And he didn't do much, and then after the game, like the op- the opponents were taking pictures with him and getting their family to take a picture with him. So it's very interesting how, you know. I don't think we'll see the same thing for sure because yeah. it's a different mentality when it comes to um, football with the English generation. But like it, it's funny that you mentioned that, um, and I think he left at a time where it was still a bit brute forti- brute fortish. With like, he still had like a couple of the old school uh, players. Um, in defense, but now everything's changing. Everything's more technical. Everything's quicker. Like you don't have many teams like Burnley and Stoke, so to speak. Whereas back in the day, you had Bolton. You had um, even to a certain extent, you had Arsenal because they still had like Campbell and Adams, etc. So it, I don't know if you if it will be more suited for him now, especially coming back from Syria. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be crazy just to see him play. It's, even though I don't, obviously I don't support United, that that kid in me is like excited to see him back there. Yeah. Because that's when growing up, I used to see like him against Ashley Cole or him against other players. You know what I mean? And it's, it's pretty cool to see him back. Yeah, I think there's a couple of... Um... There's a couple of like things that'll be very, very interesting. With like I say, the crowd, the crowd thing, and the the players thing already, but um, also, um, I just think the way that he plays with the menu. So how? So one, can he bring the performances of the other United players up? Um, so players like Greenwood, players like Rashford, Sancho, the younger players. Um, even Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw, sort of that that middle age of of, of a footballer, where they're <clears throat> not really a young footballer, but they're not quite a a mm. sort of um, seasoned pro yet. But can he bring their games up, or will they step up to to kind of play for him? How much is he going to expect people to play for him and change their game for him? Which is classically what a lot of clubs have to do. They play the Ronaldo style of football and and it's his thing and then the other thing that i think is most interesting is how does ronaldo at united affect bruno fernandez because those two so far cannot play together they've been awful for Por- uh, portugal um we saw portugal's game against republic of ireland they both started um ireland were winning until like the 89th minute 
I think um, Fernandez ended up going off about 60 minutes into the game. Ronaldo stayed on for the whole game. They eventually win it 2-1 with two headers from Ronaldo late in the game. Um, fast forward two days, um, and I think they played Qatar um, and go and get the Qatar. Um, and uh, he didn't... I think Ronaldo then left the squad to then go and sort of rest and, and recuperate for getting ready for the Premier League season um, and which there is a lot of that kind of management of his body I guess at this point in his career where he doesn't necessarily play any he doesn't play any game that he's not 100% needed for um, and then I think Fernandez played that game uh, and they won 3-1 or something like that so at Portugal there seems to be this thing of it's either Ronaldo or Fernandez and you can't have both of them together because they are both this kind of they've got this main character complex um so how ollie manages that i don't know is it probably in the end a good thing for portugal because it, you, you might have a situation where they're forced to learn to kind of coexist and to um to be good together because they're, they're generational talents really i mean um ronaldo certainly is he's a you know half century talent or whatever um yeah. but fernandez is ultimately the best current portuguese player you know the best portuguese player of that age um and yeah whether they play together or is it going to be detrimental to fernandez who's been you know incredible for man united over the the season and a half that he's played there um so yeah there is that there is that risk i think for united that, that although in signing one of the greatest players of all time they might have also kind of severely handicapped their um their current star um who's going to have to very much take a back seat and you know he's not going to take penalties he's probably not going to get many free kicks um if ronaldo's on the pitch so um i mean i don't know do you do you guys think do you guys think they'll be all right do you think they'll play together well or do you think ronaldo could be a ticking kind of time bomb trojan horse sort of a player in that team that sort of messes things up. Dino, I guess. I th I think um, it just depends on how he or where he plays um, and what he wants to do. I think I don't think Oli is a person who will be like, "You have to do this. You have to do this." And I think as long as Fernandez and Ronaldo can get things moving. On the training ground they should be fine at least they'll be playing or trading with each other every day as opposed to you know boot camps for like a couple of weeks or so and they're professional enough to make it work yeah for sure and i'm not sure who the um portugal manager is or how tactically versed he is but i want to say it's fernando santos but i I don't know if that's his, his name. I'll check it in, in the meantime. I think like, watching Portugal play, they weren't great. I don't think, you know, they they didn't do anything that made me think, oh, they actually know what they're doing because some of their games were like literally get to like the bigger players and hope something happens. I mean, Ronaldo Sanchez still plays for them. And I know he had a good season in France, but come on. Is that He's Royston that. just reminds me of Royston Drenthe. Drenthe. <laughs> like yeah. had that amazing breakout early on in his career. Yep. Made it to the national team, signed for cuz Sanchez went to um Bayern and Drenthe went to Real Madrid. Madrid. Very yeah. similar career paths and then just kind of flopped, but yeah, obviously Sanchez is back in the frame. Yeah, um, it's just uh, they, I think they'll be fine. I think they can yeah. make it work. Yeah, you you're right. I think you're you're completely right about the the managerial side of it and uh I'm not sure from various Portuguese friends I've heard um that Fernando Santos is is, is incredibly kind of backwards as a as a manager with such incredible talent in his team which is not particularly unlike what we've got at England really and that's I think one of our gripes with England is that you have this fantastic squad, but pragmatism kind of takes 
center stage and and it it becomes a very much like let's not lose rather than let's go out and win in style um which is probably just the way it is now within that is international football and and just have to be old enough to accept that and not be not have a little kid's mentality of i want to see my team play well which is obviously what we're not allowed to do these days um but yeah greg what are you thinking ronaldo to united is it a good thing or a bad thing I think he's exactly what I mean. When I saw it sort of rumored, I was like, I don't really know if that's sort of necessary, but it would be those moments that United need against City, against Chelsea. Mm-hmm. They need those moments to get to the top of that table, and Ronaldo is that player. I think that he won't be the player to lead the line and score every goal that they score, but it will get that one, two, one. 1-0 those little things I mean if you put him in that Europa League game they win that within like 90 minutes you know it's that kind of thing and yeah he'll be crucial in the Champions League even just the dressing room like we say against with some of those younger players or those players Ronaldo's the man to be like we got this alright chill so I think he's going to be crucial and um, I only doubt Oli I mean I think that United have got a great team I don't see... I, Ollie doesn't threaten me in any way. I don't look at him and think managerially, yeah, he's sound, he's got this. I feel like he's got a great squad and he's had so much investment put behind him. If this season is another one empty-handed, you've got to start asking questions, not throw a load more money at it. So it's real... This is a real test. Yeah, I think um, the fact that it feels like Cavani's not going to get that many minutes this year as well. is is, is mm. crazy at this point. Um, I struggle to see how... I mean, has Ronaldo or can Ronaldo play a wide role? I know he sort of tends to just play centre-forward these days, but um, I feel like... It's a lot more demanding, I suppose, yeah, physically. I think Cavani can play out on the left a bit more, but Cavani was so good last season, and I think you know United could easily start him in games yeah. and but maybe they're just going to have him as a super sub and, and what a super sub to have I mean the idea that you might have Cavani as a, as a sort of a, a Carabao Cup striker uh, mm. this year is 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 ominous but um, yeah I think I think we'll have a much more rounded idea of the, of the this Ronaldo situation after the Newcastle game um, if he plays on uh, Saturday I hope that they don't do the the classic like give someone their debut off the bench i mean oh i say well second debut i guess but yeah. you know I, I hope it's not a ronaldo's on the bench i want to see him start the game mm. um but you know i don't know i, I don't know how they get how they're gonna play I, I just feel like ronaldo's not the kind of guy that would want to have his debut off the bench oh of course he's not. just gonna no, want to no. play every minute yeah and, and that will be the other, the other interesting thing is because he's very much been a record chaser Mm. everywhere he's gone since United. At United, he was like a slow burner. His first few seasons, he was developing as a player, developing physically, um, mentally, all of that stuff. And he didn't obviously score that many goals in his early years. As soon as he went to Madrid, I mean, his last couple of seasons at United, I think, he didn't he get 30 goals in one of the seasons or something? He, unreal yeah. thing he did. Um, but once he got to Madrid, that was record-breaking Ronaldo. And that was suddenly like... I have to be the top scorer in the league, um, top scorer on my team, top scorer in tournaments, in Champions League, everything. Are we going to get that mental version of Ronaldo at United as well? And does he, can he rein that in and be like, okay, I will just be a team player, be the experienced guy? I can't really imagine him putting an arm around a player no. and saying, no. it's all right, mate, you know will be good. I don't think he's that sort of leader. I think he's the, why don't mm. you fucking pass it to me, Sancho kind of, yeah. um, kind of guy. And, and I, and I think it would just be very, very interesting. I think he's got a Zlatan kind of thing about him in that sense, where Zlatan always brings a dressing room up around him because the standard is just so, so high that if you don't meet that standard, then get out, get out of the mm. dressing room. Um, so how that's managed, I, I don't know, but I'm very excited for the Premier League to, to kick back off. And, um, I guess we could go through uh, a few of the fixtures that are coming up on Saturday. 
um, and make our BTF predictions. Um, Saturday starts with a 12.30 game between Crystal Palace and Greg's very own Tottenham Hotspur. Um, mm-hmm. Dino, what's the what's the score in this one? I think Tottenham will win. Uh, 2-0. 2-0. 2-0 away at Palace. It's a hard game. Greg, are you that confident? Uh, it'll be another one nil. <laughs> that's <laughs> We're just that's get probably it. more likely. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Plus goal difference by the end of the season. I'm agreeing with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then next up, we've got a bottom of the table clash between Arsenal, twentieth uh, place, and Norwich <laughs> in the nineteenth. Um, how does that one go? Oh man! Do Arsenal smash Norwich? You would you would think that they have to. They really, have to. For, they just for, have to. For everyone, everyone involved in the club, that has to be a, a 4 0 Arsenal. But do they do it? <laughs> I can see it so easily being like a 1 all or something. Yeah. Like easily. I don't know. I, I'll go, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I think this is where they'll pick up. They'll get 2 uh, 1. They'll have a little scare, but I reckon that they'll, because they should. That's me saying yeah. they should. I don't know. They have to. Dino? <laughs> Just for Arsenal, three-one. Yeah, I I think four. I think four 0 I think they show up and show off. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Odegaard get kind of a leading role in that team this year. And um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we have a big clash at three o'clock, uh, which is Leicester against Manchester City. Um, I'll throw my prediction out there. I think it's a two-one to City. But I do think Leicester are good, but I think City have just got got enough quality this year, more than enough quality. Um, Greg, I'll go two nil Man City. And Dino, I'll, I'll change it up. I'll say two one to Leicester. He's going two one Leicester. Uh, potentially Cristiano Ronaldo's debut, as spoken about before, at Old Trafford. Um, against Newcastle, um, assuming that he starts, Dino, what's the what's the score in that game going to be? I think it'll be a spanking. You reckon? Three four nil to United, Manchester United. I mean that stadium's going to be buzzing. Yeah, United is if it yeah. um, open there. Um, yeah, the stadium's going to be rocking. I would think um, if he does start, Greg, are you agreeing with that? United. I think it. it- yeah, I think it'll be three 0 Manchester United, and I don't think Ronaldo will score, but he'll have a, like a key pass or something. Like he won't get the assist. He'll have like in the build up, he'll be analysed all over. And be yeah. like oh, that pass that he did to this one, and then went to yeah. there, and then that. I reckon see, it'll be that kind of deal. I just don't see. I just don't see it. I just don't see him as a guy that pass passes the ball to someone that can then score. Mm. I just don't think that's in his DNA anymore to like assist the goal. Yeah. Like if he's in a position close enough to goal where he could probably either shoot or pass it back to someone who then will <laughs> will get him in a better position. <laughs> yeah. I just I can't imagine him getting too many assists like that, but I reckon what it will be is he'll how the assist will work is he'll have a shot from <laughs> yeah. the side and the goalie yeah. will save it and then Greenwood will follow it in. Yeah, it'll be Fernandez. It'll be Fernandez. Yeah, it'll, <laughs> Fernandez. he'll get so many tap-ins. and then he'll sulk. Um, yeah, because he's so annoyed um, that Fernandez has, has got the goal. Um, all right, then Chelsea play Aston Villa. That's a five thirty game. Um, tough Aston Villa team um, to play against. It's, again, whether Emmy Buendia is out of his um, Brazilian jail cell by then, but uh, Lukaku at home does he um, does he score a brace? Yeah, man, for sure. 2-0. <laughs> 2-0, both goals, Lukaku. Um, Greg, yeah. are you agreeing with the Chelsea win there against Villa? Yeah, I think 2-0 is a good shout. Yeah, all right, we'll go 3 2 nils, And then the final prediction from us is the 4-30 Super Sunday game uh, between uh, Bielsa's Leeds United and Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. Um I will go first on this one. I actually think wasn't this a cracker last yeah, season? It was like four three, three. or four three. Four yeah. three, yeah. Um I think we get goals, goals, goals again, and I'm gonna go with a five two to Liverpool. Seven goal thriller. Um Dino. Four one to to Liverpool. Four one to Liverpool and yeah. Greg. 
I reckon three two Liverpool. Three two. Okay, so yeah. back the over four point five. Um, as we've all said that there'll be goals in that game. Um, and yeah, so promises to be a fantastic weekend of uh, Premier League football. Um, and we've also got, I think, Fulham are away this weekend. Yeah, we're away at Blackpool, um, which should be a routine win. Uh, El Clasico. Yeah, El, yeah, that's it, El Clasico. Um, but yeah, that brings to an end um, this episode of the Back to Football podcast. Um, we should be back um, on, a, on a weekly basis now um, that the Premier League is, is back in full flow and there's stuff to be discussed every week and it certainly promises to be one of the best Premier League seasons in um, in recent history or in the entire history of the Premier League if you look at the talent uh, that is actually on the table. And then, of course, that's not even talking about the Champions League, um, which, again, we'll cover... Um, in a in an upcoming episode in in some detail because the Champions League this year is ridiculous um, and and the Europa Conference League oh my love days, you know the Conference League it's where it's at it's where it's at so that will be coming up uh, in a later episode um, and all that leaves me is to say thank you to John Aldinho and Greg for today's potty and uh, boys enjoy your week um, and yeah we'll see you all on the next one thanks for listening Catch you later bye bye.